Hallelujah. All right, so we're continuing on in our series concerning the Garden of Eden. Amen. Amen. You know, and we're going to start off as we always do with a pump called the World of Scripture. Just to remind you to get your mind set right. It says, welcome to my world, a place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning, and when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoice. Here swords are likened to the word and the demons of bird, the dead are yet alive and the living are actually dead. Blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor and the poorer one becomes, they're later found to be that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place but the Yasin world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears and get ready to listen. That's about to begin to Hallelujah. All right. So we are in Genesis chapter three. Amen. Amen. All right. So we've been going over the serpent. And so we're going to get into uh, the curses now. And of course, it's going to start off with the serpent. <laughs> you know, uh, so. We're going to pick it up in Genesis 3, 14. It says, And Yahuwah Elohim said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. All right. So we've learned that the serpent is a whisperer that, that's difficult to perceive. And that he's devoted to making us bare. That is devoted to stripping Yah's covering from us. That said, we should now consider where the serpent resides, even in the field. Mm -hmm. You know, hence he was called the most subtle creature of the field. Amen. Amen. And you know, now he's going to be cursed above every beast of the field. Mm -hmm. And this word "field" is sade. You know, number 7704, uh, meaning to spread out a field. The Hebrew term Sadeh translated, is translated mainly as field throughout scripture. Now, what I want you to understand is it depicts a type of the church doctrine, a type of church doctrine. That is the spiritual aspect of the ecclesia or church. You know, um, now that said, the Hebrew term Adamah. Now, Adamah you know, is translated mainly as land or ground or earth. You know, and this is this is um, Strong's number 127. Sade is Strong's number 7704. You know, and it speaks to church doctrine. Now, Adamah, number 127, you know, um, is, which is usually translated as ground or, or uh, um, ground or or uh, land, or earth, you know, uh, it's, it's, that's the way it's usually translated. And it speak, also speaks to the church as well as dust, which is um, afar in the Hebrew, number 6083. You know, also all these terms speak to the ecclesia or church, you know, but the ground and the afar speaks to the ecclesia or church in a physical aspect. Whereas Sade number seventy seven oh four speaks to the um, the church 
or the ecclesia from a spiritual aspect. Mm. Everybody still with me? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I probably should have told you, you don't need your rubber boots for this one. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we, we may go a little deep here as you, as you probably already got. Right? You know, now, uh, as I was saying, Adamah, as well as Afar, Adamah number 127, you know, and Afar number 6083 speaks to the ecclesia uh, or church yet in a physical aspect mm -hmm. in that Yah formed flesh from them. When he formed man and he formed the flesh of the beast, he took it from the ground, mm -hmm. from even from the dust of the ground. Amen. Amen. You know, and so this was this was the Adama and the Afar. Now it's evident that both the field and ground, the field speaking to Sade and the ground speaking to Adama, speak to the ecclesia or church, saying that they are found within the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden is a type of the kingdom of Elohim. We went over that, right? You know, um, we spoke of that um Garden of Eden being like a kingdom of Elohim. And then, you know, for the Israelites, it was the land of Canaan. And for us, it's New Jerusalem. Amen. All right, you know, now the field, that's Sade, number 7704, speaks to the um, ecclesia or church doctrine on the spirit in the spiritual aspect, in that a field, the recipient of the seed. Now, remember, the seed represents the word of Elohim. It's the field that receives the seed or the word of Elohim. It's also where the seed or word of Elohim grow into life-sustaining plants. Even as a seed is planted in a field and grow for the living to consume, mm -hmm. likewise, Yah's word is planted within the hearts of those that make up his ecclesia or church, uh, where it grows into life-sustaining concepts or doctrines for people of Elohim to consume. Everybody still with me? I'm going to say that again. You know, because I, I, want, I, want I want everybody to, to, um, to get this, you know, so, you know, Whereas the seed or the word of Elohim is the recipient, I'm sorry, the um, field, the Sade, you know, is the recipient of the seed or word of Elohim. It is also where the seed of word of Elohim grows into life-sustaining plants. So when you take a seed, you put it, put it in the, um, in the uh, field, it grows into plants. Right. You know, these plants is, are the herbs in which man live off of, mm -hmm. such as the grains. You know, the wheat, the barley, you know, the, um, the rye, etc. You know, now, even as a seed is planted in a field and grow for the living to consume, likewise, Yah's word is planted within the hearts of those that make up his ecclesia or church, where it grows into life-sustaining concepts or doctrines for people of Elohim to consume. Everybody got that? Yeah. All right. You know, and... Just, you know, to validate that we are to consume the word, you know, um, you know, we have Matthew Yahoo 4, 4, but he answered and said it is, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of Elohim. Mm -hmm. See, because this, his word is seasoned, he sees grow, grows into concepts and doctrines, you know, and this is what we are to consume. This is what we are to live by. Amen. Amen. You know, so I pray that everyone can see that. So, you know, this speaks to the spiritual side of things. Hence, we're talking about eating the word, you know, whereas the physical side just speaks about eating plants. 
Mm -hmm. You know, like fruits and vegetables, right? Mm -hmm. All right. A second witness to this concept is the fact that the Hebrew term earth or arets, number 776. Now, this is another term that is that is um, translated as land, soil, field, etc. You know, but this term is only found outside the Garden of mm. Eden mm. and therefore speak to that which is worldly. Mm -hmm. It only speaks to that which is worldly. It speaks to that which is not of the kingdom of Elohim. Okay. Hence, we read about it in Genesis 1.1. It says, in the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. You know, so it's just speaking about the earth. It's not speaking about the kingdom of Elohim. You know, and then we have Genesis 1, 10 through, um, through 12. Let me have my first reader read Genesis 1, 10 through 12, please. And Elohim called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, an herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And Elohim saw that it was good. Hallelujah. All right. So we see in verse 10. In verse 10, it actually um, says, and Elohim caused the dry land earth. You know, and we see in, in verse uh, 11. He said, let the earth bring forth grass. And in 12, the earth brought forth the grass. Okay, this is talking about that which is not of the kingdom of Elohim. Mm. Amen. You know, um, and then it speaks about and um, Eretz again in Genesis 2, you know, uh, 10 through 13. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 2, 10 through 13, please. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is, it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, which is which there is gold, and the the gold of the land is good. There is bdellium and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is that composite the whole land of ethiopia hallelujah okay so what we see here in these two passages is you know first we see genesis 1 which is prior to the kingdom of elohim or prior to the garden of eden amen, amen. you know so genesis 1 happens before the garden you know even exists you know genesis 2 10 through 13 take note it says in verse 10 and from thence it says a river went out of Eden to water uh, the water of the garden, speaking of the garden of Eden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. So after it leaves the garden of Eden, it's parted and become into four heads. Hmm. You know, and where those four heads go is into the land, hmm. you know, which is the arets, hmm. you know, that is which is outside of the garden of Eden. Can you see that? You know, so it speaks about arrests before the Garden of Eden and outside of the Garden of Eden, but never within the Garden of Eden. You know, and that's because 
Eret speaks to that which is worldly, which is earthly. You know, whereas whereas Sade and Adama and Afar speaks to that which is of the kingdom of Elohim mm -hmm. or in the garden. Everybody still with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Now, Genesis um, 3.14, you know, spoke about the serpent being of the field. Mm -hmm. You know, Genesis 3.1, it told us now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. You know, so now when we consider that scripture calls the serpent a beast of the field, we should now see or understand that the serpent makes his home within the ecclesia or church's doctrines. Mm -hmm. Can everybody see that? Mm -hmm. You know, this is where our enemy lives. This is where he lives. This is where he slithers, you know, within the field that is the ecclesia or the church's doctrines. Now, also consider in verse um, 14, it tells us, it says, upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now, to go upon one's belly and to eat dust teaches us that the serpent must live in and by dust, which is a fire, number 6083. Now, dust resides on the surfaces of things. Hence, it speaks to that which, that of the ecclesia, which is surface level and or that which is carnal. You know, so when we start talking about the dust or we start talking about the afar, we're talking about the things that's on the surface. So when we speak to the word, you know, because uh, we know these things speak to the to the um, kingdom of Elohim. So when we speak to the word, you know, we're talking about that which is on the surface of the word. That is the letter of the word. Mm -hmm. And this is why scripture teaches us that it's the letter that killeth, mm -hmm. but the spirit bringeth life. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. You know, so, you know, this afar, this dust speaks to that which is on the surface level, that which is carnal. You know, this is the part of us we have to do away yeah. with. Amen. Yeah. You know, this is the container. We don't want the container. We want what it contains. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, now recall that the man, remember the man that yeah. was placed in the garden? Yeah. He was made from what? The dust are fire. And it should now become clear that Yah has just made the serpent the saint's public enemy number one. Hence, it should come as no surprise that the very next thing Yah says is, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. I pray that you can see that so the serpent is our number one enemy and yeah. he will always be our enemy because yeah. he lives on us. Yeah. We are, we have become fodder for the serpent. Mm -hmm. You know, we are his food. If he don't Amen. consume us, he will die. Amen. 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 And he's not trying to die, y'all. No. He don't have that issue of suicide. No. You know, no. no, he wasn't never suicidal. He no. was a murderer. 
Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And he will kill you to live. Yeah. You know, because he's going to eat dust all the days of his life. Mm -hmm. And remember, the dust speaks to the ones that have the most light. Yeah. It's the ones that have the most ruach. Yeah. Those are the ones that are most delicious, mm -hmm. most delectable. Oh. You know, those are the ones that's most decadent for them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, so you have to be able to see and understand these spiritual concepts. Because they, they really, really, really are where the rubber meets the road, you know. So there's no surprise that the next thing that Yah speaks about is enmity, yeah. Yeah. you know, because you can't have anything but enmity when you put a, a, a being within the midst yeah. of some other beings yeah. and say that they're they're your fool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know that's like that's like putting the lions in in the midst of the can the antelope and saying, yeah, that's what you're supposed to eat. <laughs> the antelope immediately recognized they have a problem. Yeah. Amen? Amen. You know, so I pray that you can see these things. Yeah, yeah. You know, now he says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. All right. So hereby we learn that there's enmity betwixt the serpent and the woman. Now, who does the woman represent? The priesthood, absolutely. You know, and so now we see a picture of the priesthood at enmity with the serpent. Yes. You know, and it says between the serpent seed, you know, and the woman seed. Who's the serpent seed? Who's the woman seed? You know, let's take a look at as Second Ezra's. 430 and 31. Let me have my next reader read 2nd Ezra 40, 430 and 31, as well as Yochanan 844. And yeah, stop there. For the grain of evil seed had been sown in the heart of Adam from the beginning, and how much ungodliness hath it brought up unto this time, and how much shall it yet bring forth? until the time of threshing come. Ponder now by thyself how great fruit of wickedness the grain of evil seed have brought forth. Ye are of your father the devil, mm -hmm. and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, mm -hmm. and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Mm -hmm. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Hallelujah. All right. How dare they say second Ezra is not scripture? You got to be kidding me. You know, you got to be kidding me. You know, second Ezra 4, 30 and 31. If I if, if I didn't know better, I would swear that, that Yahshua was quoting this. Mm -hmm. That he was quoting this when he, when he brought up the parable about the, uh, the tares and the wheat. Yeah. You know, here it is. He's talking about an evil seed that has been sown. Mm -hmm. Remember when Yahshua said a sower went out to sow. This is another parable, the parable of the sower and the seed. Yeah. You know, and he spoke about the seed being sown in the hearts of men, right? Yeah. Could this be where he got that from? <laughs> it says, for the grain of evil seed have been sown in the heart of Adam from the beginning. That's what we're talking about right now. We are in the beginning. Amen. Amen. 
And they said, how much God, ungodliness have it brought forth, brought up until this time? Mm. You know, it even tell you to ponder now by thyself how great fruit of wickedness the grain of evil seed have brought forth and how much is continuing to bring forth. Yeah. You know, and we remember, you know, what Yahshua said that, you know, the tares were as the children of the wicked one, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So this is that same, this is that same evil seed. Yeah. You know, which Yahshua said, you know, he sowed good seed in his field, the church, the ecclesia, the church, right? You know, but an enemy came in, came through the night and sowed wicked seed or bad seed amongst the good seed. Here we go. The evil seed that has been sown in the heart of Adam. I, I pray you can see that, you know, now that's it. You know, let's fast forward. All right. Now we're in the brick kind of shop. You know, and here it is, it's Yochanan 844. It says, ye are of your father, the devil. Here it is with some seed. He has some seed in him. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, and he says, the lust of your father ye will do. Mm. He was a murderer from the beginning. Yep. You know, now, who is he speaking to? He's speaking to the priesthood, the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. The Sadducees and the scribes, mm -hmm. the very ones that Yah put enmity, mm -hmm. he put enmity with Satan's seed and the woman's seed. Mm -hmm. And we know that Yahshua is of the woman's seed. Mm -hmm. And those murderers were of Satan's seed. Hence he's telling them, you're of your father, the devil, and the lust mm -hmm. of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and they sure enough, they murdered our Messiah. Mm -hmm. Or they thought they was murdering him, mm. but they actually sacrificed. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, and so I pray that you can see these things, mm -hmm. you know, because this is this is what matters. Yep. You know, it's what's behind the words, it's what's within the words, it's not what's on the surface of the words. That's where the serpent is. Mm -hmm. And he's seeking. He's walking around as a lion seeking whom he shall devour. And he's, he's, he runs into so many people, you know, that get caught up on the letter of the word and he consumes them. They get bit. And the poison seeps in and it destroys them. You know, now let's talk about the woman's seed. You know, Luke 1 30 and 31 says, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with Elohim. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Yahushua. You know, and of course, this is this is that seed, you know, of, of the ultimate seed of the woman. Amen. You know, now there's going to be an ultimate seed of the serpent as well. You know, you have to understand that. You know, um, scripture speaks of him as the son of perdition. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, you know, yeah, he, it's going to be an ultimate uh, son of, son of um, the serpent as well. You know, but all that aside, why are we talking about their seeds? What does Satan's seed has to do with the woman touching a forbidden tree? Can anybody tell me that? Can anybody answer me that? That's rhetorical. 
Say lie. <laughs> but I just want you to think about that. Why are we talking about seeds? Here it is, they just ate of the fruit of the forbidden tree. And now all of a sudden we're talking about seeds. Just saying. Just saying. Say lie. All right, let's go to verse 16. All right, Genesis 3:16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow shalt thou bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. All right, now we have to look behind some things here. First of all, this, this first word sorrow and the second word sorrow aren't even the same two words. <laughs> you would think that they would be, right? And they aren't. The first word sorrow is instabon. Number 6093, it speaks to worrisomeness. That is labor or pain. So what it's saying, it's saying is unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy instabon, thy worriness, thy labor, thy pain. You know, and then it says, and thy conception. Only thing is, this word and is not there. It's been... It's, it's been, you know, it's implied. It's not actually in the text, mm -hmm. you know? And so this word conception is haram. Haram, number 2032, means pregnancy. Mm. You know, but they translated it as conception. Mm. So what's in fact being said here is that the woman said, I will, is, is that it's being, is saying that unto the woman, he said, I will multiply thy labor or pain in thy pregnancy. <laughs> and then it goes on to say, in sorrow, in this word, this next word, sorrow, is except, except number 6089, and it speaks to an earthen vessel or painful toy. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense if you just talked about pain and now you're, you're saying pain again in a different way. Hmm? That don't make sense. Not really, right? Um, and, and it says, In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. So another way of reading this could be just possibly, just you know, hypothetically, you know, just saying that you know it would be fair to read it this way. The way that I'm about to read it. It's, it's fair to read it the way that we're reading it, but it's even fairer to read it the way I'm about to read it, which is unto the woman, he said, I will greatly um, multiply thy labor or pain in thy pregnancy. In an earthen vessel, thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now that reads quite a bit different, doesn't it? And that would be a fair interpretation. That would be a fair translation. You know, say lie. That's all I'm saying. I'm just gonna say say lie on that. Amen. Okay. All right, let's let's continue on. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 3:17 and 18. And Adam. And unto Adam he said. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, in sorrow 
shalt thou eat of all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. Hallelujah. Okay, so now we're talking about Adam. Now we're talking about the man. Amen. And um, the man represents whom or what? The prophet, absolutely. All right. You know, now it says, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree, which I command thee, saying, thou should not eat of, cursed is the ground. Now we're talking about Adamah. Now Adamah, of course, speaks to the ecclesia or church. You know, it speaks about the physical, the physical aspect of the church. It speaks about the surface level of the church. Amen. So it speaks to the surface level of his word and it speaks to the fleshly aspect of it. This is where the curse resides. The curse resides upon the container, but not that which it contains. Yes. Can you see that? I pray that you can see that. You know, and he says, for thy sake, in sorrow, you know, or in painful toil or in an earthen vessel, mm. thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Mm. Now, get this. It says, thorns and thistles, verse 18, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Okay, so it speaks about thorns and thistles that it shall bring forth. So what is a thorn or a thistle? Well, if we go to Ezekiel 28, 24, it, it tells us, it says, and there shall be no more a pricking briar unto the house of Israel, nor any grieving thorn of all that are around about them that despise them, and they shall know that I am the Adonai Yahuwah. And so hereby we see that the throne, I mean, not the throne, but the thorn is associated with grieving. This word grieving actually speaks to pain. You know, so it's talking about painful thorn because the thorn mm -hmm. is associated throughout scripture with the tearing of flesh. Mm -hmm. The tearing of flesh. Yeah. The surface level. Flesh. Mm -hmm. Amen. Say mm -hmm. You know, you know, and it's also associated with, with, with not being able to grab with your hands. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> your, your hands speak to your works. You can't grab the surface level stuff with your hands because they have thorns in it. Say lie. You know, now also let us consider Matthew Yahoo 13, 22. It says, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and care and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he become unfruitful. Now, within this parable, the, the word represents the seed, right? You know, and the uh, the thorns represents the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. You know, and now, so what, what we're being told here or, or the picture that's being painted via scripture is that is that the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, the ecclesia or church will bring forth. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and these things will choke out the seed, the word that brings about the herb. But we are to eat 
of the earth. The very things that the thorns and thistles are choking out. So this is why it's important that we till the soil. Amen. This is why we have to work the field. This is why in the sweat of our brow, we shall eat. You understand? All right. Now, Genesis 3.18, it says, you know, speaking of the thorns and thistles, it says, shall it bring forth to thee? These things are coming. You know, it's going to bring forth. This is a part of the curse, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness, deceitfulness of riches is going to be something that's going to be in opposition to us eating the herb of the field. The herb of the field is that which stems from the word. Amen. So it speaks to those doctrines. It speaks to the word of Elohim. You know, what's going to prevent us from getting to that word are the thorns and thistles, that is the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of yeah. riches are going to stand in the way of us eating. Yes. And if we don't eat, then our spiritual man won't grow. Right. Amen? Amen. So I pray that you can see this. The thorns and thistles are that which is gathered to be thrown into the fire. Hence we read in Hebrews 6, 7, and eight, it says, for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it and bringeth forth herbs meet for them who, by whom it is dressed, receive a blessing from Elohim. Mm -hmm. Good things, right? Yeah. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. You see, this is a part of our problem. You know, also let us consider second Ezra 16, 77 and 78. It says, Whoa, be unto them that are bound with their sons and covered with, with their iniquities, like as a field is covered with bushes and the path thereof covered with thorns that no man may travel through. It is left undressed and is cast into the fire to be consumed therewith. You know, so, you know, the things that the thorns cover. You know, no man can travel through, no man can handle with his hands. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. You know, so, and, and this is, you know, we run into this. We run into this even in the word. We get to aspects of the word in which it has these thorns and thistles. You know, it has these things that we, you know, we, we try to grab with the hand. We try to do the works thereof and, and we get stuck. You know, it, it rips at our flesh. And we're like, oh man, how can we do this? See, not realizing that, you know, we really want what's in it. We really want to consume what's in it. We don't have to bother with the surface. We just want to open it so we can get what's in, what's therein, because that's where the sustenance is. Amen? Amen? You know, so Genesis 3.19 says, In the sweat of thy face mm -hmm. shalt thou eat bread. Because you're going to constantly have to work to yeah. pull out the thorns and thistles. Yeah. You're going to have constantly have to work against the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. You know, those of us that make up the ecclesia, you know, that is in leadership, you're going to have to constantly work with the care, work against the cares of this, this world and the deceitfulness of riches. We're going to constantly be fighting with that. Amen. You know, so hence we're told in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. 
till thou return unto the ground. Mm -hmm. For out of it thou uh, was thou taken. For thus thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Mm. Thus we are. The very stuff that the that he also cursed the serpent mm -hmm. to eat on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, if you want to survive, since you started out eating eating dust, you're gonna to have to finish eating dust mm -hmm. all the days of your life. Mm -hmm. We're on the menu, folks. Yeah. <clears throat> the yeah. saints of Elohim, we're on the menu. Yeah. We're on there for breakfast, <laughs> lunch, <laughs> and dinner, exactly. and the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah. You know, so I pray you can see that. You know, now if you can see that, then you understand, you know, why why Israel was in the wilderness, y'all sent all these serpents upon them and they began to bite. Say a lot. And and many of them died. Yeah. Genesis 3:20. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Now this word Eve is actually Kaaba in the Hebrew. I don't know where they got Eve from. <laughs> you know, how come you just couldn't say it and Adam called his wife Kaaba? Yeah. Anyway, Kaaba means a life giver. Amen? Amen? Life giver. Now, got a question for you. Why is there a name change taking place? Where does this come from? What could have possibly have happened to necessitate such a change? This is not no small thing in scripture. You know, when you have a name change, that means you have a character change. Amen? Yeah. That means something has to change. Why is there a name change taking place? And what could have possibly have happened to necessitate such a change? Also consider that Eve is now called the mother but why is this? Why is she being called a mother? Why are we talking about seeds? Why is she being, her name getting changed? Why is she be, being called a mother? Say mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. All right, verses 21 and 22. It says, unto Adam also his wife did Yahuwah Elohim make coats of skins and clothes. And Yahuwah Elohim said, behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Now this one thing that the serpent said, right? You know, this one thing he didn't lie about. You know, we see in Genesis 3, 5, it says, for Elohim do have know that in the day, this is the serpent speaking, for, in, for Elohim do have know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil. You know, now they knew evil, but it wasn't nothing like what they thought it was going to be. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a good thing at all. You know, and so they were they were they were sadly disappointed. You know, but that's why you have to be obedient. Yeah. You know, grass always look greener on the other side of the street. I right. mean, they already in the garden, and they want to see they want to go over <laughs> in the world and see what they grass like. Say <laughs> lie. Verses 23 and 24. Therefore, Yahuwah Elohim sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're going to get to the tree of life, you're going to have to go through these two flaming cherubim. You're going to have to go through that flaming sword. Mm -hmm. 
The sword represents what? And it's flame. Say <laughs> That's all I have for you today. Pray it was a blessing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.